Welcome to the Course in Miracles podcast. Before the ayahuasca, before the... Course in Miracles podcast. It is April 3rd. It is actually April 2nd for you, or for me, rather. <clears throat> I came really darn close to completely and totally forgetting to record this episode. I am going to give myself credit for not forgetting 93 episodes in a row. I've remembered every single day. And generally, I record them in bulk, but lately I've just been doing one-and-dones, which is a slippery slope when you're doing a one-and-done because... You know, it could be 10 o'clock on a Sunday night, and you told yourself you would do it, and you're about to get in bed, and then you remember. I could have very easily gotten into bed, but enough about me. Um, I am a pretty self-centered person, if you haven't noticed. Um, my ego, it just it's actually part of my, my astrology. Uh, Pi- I'm Piscean, Pi- a lot of Pisces are just kind of self-centered. Not in necessarily a bad way, but, um, you know, one of, my friends one, one of my friends once said to me, Dave, you're kind of you-centric. And I was like, yeah, I know. What, what you going to do? You know, this, well, I'll tell you what you're going to do. You're going to work, you're going to do things like Course in Miracles to combat that <clears throat> egocentricity, to combat that propensity to be self centered. It's April 3rd now. As I mentioned, it's April 2nd for me. You're listening to this on April 3rd and I, on April 1st, I always get excited because I get to post that meme. There's this meme <laughs> that I post every year. Sometimes I post it not even on April 1st, but it's a meme. It's a picture of Joel, Joel Osteen, you know, the, the, the prosperity preacher who's worth like, I don't know, $500 million or something and just lives in this gigantic mansion compound. And he preaches the gospel. His, his sermons are actually really good. I really, I believe that he is genuine, but his church is definitely a business. There's no question. And it's just this huge mega church. But again, his, he's an incredibly uplifting person to hear, deliver the word of God or speak on the word of God. But every year I post, there's this meme, it says, I sold my mansion to feed the poor. And then it says April Fool's at the bottom. <laughs> it's just him with this big Joel Osteen smile. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, who I'm talking about, just Google Joel Osteen April Fool's and hit images and you should see that picture there. But it's like one of the highlights of my year is posting that meme of Joel Osteen. Just never gets old. I sold my mansion to feed the poor. April Fools. He talks kind of like Bill Clinton. He's got kind of a Bill Clinton sort of a sound. God is a beaut God is a wondrous and abundant God. And just like you know, he just tells these stories of these characters in the Bible and what God put them through. And again, he's very incredibly charismatic. And he's probably he's probably a good person. He apparently the the streets, I think his church is in Texas, maybe it's in Houston and it's like the streets of Houston were flooded and he wouldn't let the homeless people in to like sleep in the floor of the church. And of course, you know, <clears throat> people who take a certain political uh, attitude or position, people who resonate with the particular political side of the aisle, um, you know, they were, they were bashing him for not opening the church to the homeless people and calling him this horrible person. I, 
I've never owned a mega church, so I don't know what the, you know, what that might involve. I don't know if it's, is it just that simple? Is, is it in fact as simple as the meme makes it out to be? Could you just open the doors and have all the homeless people sleep on the floor of the church to get them out of the, the, the flood? Maybe you could, maybe it is that simple. Maybe it is logistically not that simple. Maybe, maybe there are things happening in the structure of the church that would prohibit that. I, I doubt that would be the case, but the thing is, you just, you, you never know how things are going to go until you start doing things, uh, doing something. You never know what a journey has in store for you until you start taking that journey. And so who knows where that could lead? Maybe it would lead to peace and happiness for the homeless. I, this is a bit of a tangent that I'm on, um, it all started from that meme. It actually all started from me realizing that it was time to record this episode. So I'm a little loopy. So without further ado, lesson 93, light and joy and peace abide in me. By the way, these are, these are such cool lessons. I really enjoyed this section of lessons that, that happened before these lessons, before that last review period. Those were all um, really, really fun for me. Um, Forgiveness is my function as the light of the world. The light of the world brings peace to every mind through my forgiveness. Let me not forget my function. My only function is the one God gave me. Those whole uh, love holds no grievances. There were those grievance lessons. And holding grievances is an attack on God's plan for salvation. That was lesson 72. Um, I am entitled to miracles. Let miracles replace all grievances. Those are, those are all just really fun lessons and and then we had the review, and I'm really liking these lessons too. I did the entire 20 minutes uh, twice with Miracles Are Seen in Light and Light and Strength Are One on yesterday's lesson, and uh, I'm, ready to, I'm ready to hunker down for this lesson as well. So lesson 93, light and joy and peace abide in me. You think you are the home of evil, darkness, and sin. You think if anyone could see the truth about you, he would be repelled, recoiling from you as if from a poisonous snake. You think if what is true about you were revealed to you, you would be struck with horror so intense that you would rush to death by your own hand, living on after seeing this being impossible. Some gnarly stuff. These are beliefs so firmly fixed that it is difficult to help you see that they are based on nothing. That you have made mistakes is obvious. That you have sought salvation in strange ways, have been deceived, deceiving in a frame of foolish fantasies and savage dreams, and have bowed down to idols made of dust. All this is true by what you now believe. Today we question this, not from the point of view of what you think, but from a different reference point from which such idle thoughts are meaningless. These thoughts are not according to God's will. These weird beliefs he does not share with you. This is enough to prove that they are wrong, but you do not perceive that this is so. So in other words, that's enough. Like you just, you just need to trust that he doesn't share these weird beliefs. God does not share these weird, weird beliefs that you're a god-awful piece of garbage. This is not enough to, this is enough to prove that you are wrong, but you do not perceive that this is so. So you're not ready to believe it, I think is what that means. 
Why would you not be overjoyed to be assured that all the evil that you think you did was never done, that all your sins are nothing, that you are as pure and holy as you were created, and that light and joy and peace abide in you? Your image of yourself cannot withstand the will of God. So this crappy story about you, that this crappy story that you have about yourself cannot withstand the will of God. And this is how we are as people. We think that we're schmucks. We think that we're pieces of garbage. We think that we are losers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. At least I do, right? And I'm always using the example of the, uh, the alcoholic or the drug addict. Uh, that would be an extreme example of a person that just despises him or herself. Your image of yourself cannot withstand the will of God. You think that this is death, but it is life. You think you are destroyed, but you are saved. The self you made is not the son of God. Therefore, this self does not exist at all. So the BS story that you have, in other words, it's actually not who you truly are. It's not the son of God. And anything it seems to do and think means nothing. It is neither good nor bad. It is unreal and nothing more than that. So it's not really good or bad. It's just this story. It's all part of the illusion. It's part of the Maya. It's part of the illusion. It's part of the mitote, as the Toltec people would say. It does not battle with the Son of God. It does not hurt him nor attack his peace. It is not changed creation nor reduced eternal sinlessness to sin and love to hate. What power can this self you made possess when it would contradict the will of God. So this is some powerful stuff. So this this thing that you think you are, these stories that you make up about yourself, be they good or be they bad, they're just it's all it's all fake. It's all bullshit. <clears throat> Excuse my language. But it is. It's this whole thing. It's just one great big illusion. Right? So what power can this self you made possess when it could contradict the will of God. So he uses self with a small s there. What power can this self with a small s you made possess when it would contradict the will of God? And that's with capital W. Your sinlessness is guaranteed by God. Over and over, this must be repeated until it is accepted. It is true. Your sinlessness is guaranteed by God. Nothing can touch it or change what God created as eternal. The self you made evil and full of sin, is meaningless. Your sinlessness is guaranteed by God, and light and joy and peace abide in you. Salvation requires the acceptance of but one thought. You are as God created you, not what you made of yourself. Whatever evil you may think you did, you are as God created you. Whatever mistake you made, the truth about you is unchanged. Creation is eternal and unalterable. Your sinlessness is guaranteed by God. You are and will forever be exactly as you were created. Light and joy and peace abide in you because God put them there. So this is the what many of the Course in Miracles ministers refer to as quantum forgiveness. So this whole thing, or this is sort of an, uh, points to that concept of quantum forgiveness. So quantum forgiveness is nothing happened. And again, as I've mentioned multiple times, Jesus demonstrates that nothing happened 
when he is nailed to the cross and the 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 people the the thieves on either side are saying if you're the son of god or the 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 roman soldiers are mocking him they're playing dice for his garments and he says forgive them father they know not what they do so in other words it's it's not real because it's not love it's not real because they are not doing god's will what they're doing it doesn't even it doesn't even exist and it's not to suggest that 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 didn't actually happen in the world, but it's the world of illusion, right? So we are moving to a level of forgiveness or we are demonstrating a level of forgiveness or we are willing to be forgiving in the extreme. And the way that you access this state of forgiveness, the way that you discover that your sinlessness is guaranteed by God is by forgiving others as they show up as adversaries in your experience of life. In our longer practice periods today, which would be most profitable if done for the first five minutes of every waking hour, begin by stating the truth about your creation. I want to normalize something. This is where I start to fall off. It's like, oh, five hours went by and I didn't do that five-hour thing. Oh, the whole day went by and I didn't, do, I didn't dedicate five minutes at all. Maybe I need to do the lesson tomorrow. Well, maybe you do, uh, or maybe you just need to do your best, or I'll leave that up to you. But I'm just being honest with you here. This, it's, it's when these, the time commitment ramps up that it gets easier to drift away. And part of the reason I wanted to do this podcast was to keep me as engaged as is humanly possible so as to reap as many benefits as possible. Okay, begin by stating the truth about your creation. Light and joy and peace abide in me. My sinlessness is guaranteed by God. Then put away your foolish self-images and spend the rest of the practice period in trying to experience what God has given you in place of what you have decreed for yourself. You are what God created or what you made. One self is true. The other is not there. Try to experience the unity of your one self. Try to appreciate its holiness and the love from which it was created. Try not to interfere with the self which God created as you by hiding its majesty behind the tiny idols of evil and sinfulness that you have made to replace it. Let it come into its own. Here you are. This is you. And light and joy and peace abide in you because this is so. You may not be willing or even able to use the first five minutes of each hour for these exercises. Try, however, to do so when you can. So he's giving you a little pass. At least remember to repeat these thoughts each hour. Light and joy and peace abide in me. My sinlessness is guaranteed by God. And try to devote at least a minute or so to closing your eyes and realizing that this is a statement of the truth about you. If a situation arises that seems to be disturbing, quickly dispel the illusion of fear by repeating these thoughts again. Should you be tempted to become angry with someone, tell him silently, light and joy and peace abide in you. Your sinlessness is guaranteed by God. So, just the same old examples I'm always using, that person who cuts you off in traffic, that person in the grocery store line, that person at church you can't stand, your partner who you've been really irritated with, uh, the person who 
is always trolling your Facebook or trolling your social media, that person who you know, you know, that person who, when you see their sort of comment, you, when you can see that they commented on your Facebook post, you know it's going to be this sort of antagonistic thing. That person, I'm definitely projecting. You just say, light and joy and peace abide in you. Your sinlessness is guaranteed by God, Facebook adversary. You can do much for the world's salvation today. You can do much today to bring you closer to the part in salvation that God has assigned to you. And you can do much today to bring the conviction to your mind that the idea for today is true indeed. Light and joy and peace abide in me. Light and joy and peace abide in you. This Course in Miracles stuff is beautiful. This Course in Miracles stuff is powerful. Google Marianne Williamson, watch some of her videos. Google Ken Wapnick, watch some of his videos. Google Gary Vernarchek. I believe that's his name. Gary, it might be Gary, Gary something. There's just Google Gary Course in Miracles, and he's another one of the good ministers. He does a good job of discussing what the quantum forgiveness is. And then you could just go on iTunes like, or in Apple Music, maybe even in Spotify, and just Google Course in Miracles, and there's, there are some, some uh, Course in Miracles discussions you can just put on your iPhone. And I just like to play this stuff in the background. I have a David Hawkins Course in Miracles CD that was recorded in the mid-'80s that I love to listen to. And the reason I'm, I, I do it, the, re- the reason I have this many Course in Miracles things yapping in my ear is because I'm committed to adjusting my thinking because I know uh, the nature of my ego in particular. I know about my judgmentalism. I know about my propensity to gossip. I know about my propensity to slander. I know about my propensity to be very much human and very flawed. And I want to get as much work done in this human experience as I possibly can. And this is an amazing way. This is one of the most effective ways to do very powerful spiritual work in this lifetime. You find yourself sometimes trapped in. Doesn't it feel like you're trapped in this sometimes? And yet you're afraid to leave. (laughs) Anyway, you're all doing great. Thanks all for listening. Talk to you next time. (music) 